0: This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you by the Pocket Testament League. Visit ptl.org for practical resources and encouragement to help you share your faith. ptl.org Hey, welcome to I Work For Him as we broadcast you from Jacksonville, Florida today, but we broadcast out all the way, all over Tampa Bay, all over Jacksonville on the First Coast and all over the Hampton Roads area of Virginia. We're grateful that you're tuning in today and we want to hear from you. We'd love to get some feedback and also some suggestions and maybe some people that you know, they're living out their faith in their work and you want their story to be heard here in front of a national audience. Martha, why don't you tell them how to do that?
1: Well, really, um, the best thing to do is go to IWorkForHim.com. That's I Work the number four him.com. And there, there is a contact page. And on that contact page, number one, Jim, we have listed our um, listener line phone number. So if somebody does want to call us and leave a message, they can do it there. But um, on that contact page, you can fill out a quick, it's like emailing us. I mean, everybody knows, you know, how to do that. So, I shouldn't say that. There might be people that don't. But anyway, there you can leave us a message or if there's somebody that you want us to get connected to um, or um, whatever it is that you want to share with us. Maybe it's even a Bible verse that has been meaningful to you in your workplace and helping you to live out how God has been changing your heart. Um, Share that with us. That's what it's there for. So Iworkforhim.com. Go to the contact page.
0: Hey, we'd also like to ask you to subscribe to the podcast on a daily basis. We've got to... Uh, We have an email that goes out every day that's that highlights the show that we did the day before. And we also have a contest for people subscribing, new subscribers to the podcast. We would love for you to do that because we're giving away um, a 250 Pocket Testament League customized gospels with the cover that you want on them to make it easy for you to hand out those gospels. And it's courtesy of a a partnership with the Pocket Testament League, Martha, but they need to do something on, after they subscribe to the podcast, they have to do some hashtag thing.
1: Simple, simple, simple. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform and then go to Facebook or Instagram and let people know you subscribed and then hashtag Pocket Testament League and hashtag I work for him subscriber. That way we know that you have um, just taken that step, but this is entering you into a contest so that you can get 250 customizable pocket testaments that you can hand out. And if you want to hear more about that, um, just put in our, in the Google search, I work for him in pocket Testament league, and you can hear more about what, The pocket testaments are, because I don't want to take up too much time on today's show talking about that, but we are very excited and want to share this. This contest is coming to an end. We will be drawing a um, winner on April 1st. No, it's not April Fool's Day. I mean, we won't be joking about it. around the corner, though. No, but I mean, when we pull them, we won't be joking about who the winner is. Well, we might. It'll be real. No. It might be. No. No? <laughs> right. It will be real. Hey, so that, enter. That's win. right.
0: Enter to win. Sign up to our podcast. It will help us. It helps support I Work For Him by you signing up for the podcast. Hey, this broadcast today is made possible because of a... a just Transformation Jacksonville, make it a huge impact here in Jacksonville. And they are hosting us today. You can check them out online, tjax.org, tjax.org. We have Roxy McLeod here from Transformation Jacksonville. Roxy, welcome to I Work For Him. Well, thank you. So tell us about the prayer breakfast coming up on April 25th. I really, I mean, that's super exciting, but we need to make sure people know that they can still get involved in the prayer breakfast.
2: Oh yeah, it's not too late, even though it's less than a month away. We will be having um, a wonderful time in the Lord at that morning at that breakfast. It is mainly geared towards anyone who loves Jacksonville, who loves the Lord and who's willing to pray that His will be done in this city. And right now He's leading us towards a theme of unity. And so it's going to be very exciting to see what what He does at that breakfast. Please be sure to register
0: tjax.org forward slash breakfast. Now, this is not a place where they're just going to go and hear a bunch of talking heads. There's actually going to be prayer. This real is a, this thing, is, this a is, real thing. And it's and you're bringing together local leaders to come do that praying.
2: Yes, usually we have um, speakers from national speakers, you know, to bring in the crowd. Not this time. The Lord is really focusing on our city and he wants um, the best to come from his his city and so we um, we have local leaders some of our larger church uh, pastors coming to to be not the it's the message they're gonna preach is just physically being there together arm in arm both all three four on the stage together saying it's gonna take all of us to get to every man woman and child in this city
0: you know i talk about it we've talked about many times one of the greatest Uh, successes that the enemy has had is by creating 45,000 denominations in this country. That's right. Uh, And we all started with one denomination in the early Mm -hmm. church. Mm -hmm. And and once we start to break those walls down, he has no chance.
2: He's scared. He's already putting a whole bunch of, (laughs) I'm thinking thumbtacks in the roadway or roadblocks mm. he he's been trying from the beginning to slow the breakfast down but we're picking up speed and spike strips we can and, and, for yes those and anyone strips. listening in the first coast area please please register and you will you will wipe away some of
0: those roadblocks for us tjax.org forward slash breakfast now uh roxy McLeod, we always do this with every first time guest on i work for Him. how did you become a jesus follower
2: Um, I was so blessed to be raised in a Christian home. My parents were actually missionaries in East Africa. And um, so I heard the gospel from as early as I can remember. And I received him when I was just six years old. Um, One of the fellow missionaries was preaching in our living room (laughs) And, um, we, I accepted the Lord at that time grew in the Lord more through high school and in college. Once, once I got on my own, of course, the dependency on the Lord increased. So that's when our relationship became sweeter and, um, actually all the way to today, fast forward to today. And my best friend and prayer partner is here with us today. And that is what continues to spur me on in my walk with the Lord. And why don't you introduce your friend that you brought will, along I'd with love you? I that... i This is Marcy Nibalski. and she is
1: here with us. Say hi, Marcy. Hello. <laughs> well,
0: she said to say hi, Marcy. You just you said, said hello. You <laughs> <We>
2: said hello.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so why, um, why did you want to bring your friend Marcy with you on the show today? Uh, the Lord's working in our hearts together. You
2: know, when we, you pray together, the Lord works on your heart in some of the similar ways, I think. And so... We originally said we would be prayer partners to pray for our children because we're both moms. But boy, it it spans out from there, doesn't it? It expands to everything um, from our marriages to our work to
1: um, what the Lord wants us doing even among our neighbors. Very excellent. Well, Marcy, welcome to I Work For Him. So the same thing with, we want our listeners to get to know who you are. Share with us how you first became a Jesus follower.
3: Okay. My story is a little different Mm -hmm. from Roxy's. I did not grow up in the church. My parents went to church off and on, but it was not, honestly, my perception of church was pretty negative. Like people just showed up and acted a certain way and then didn't Nobody believed except for possibly the pastor. And <laughs> mm-hmm. um, then when I, I moved away from my family when I was 22 and um, had no intention of like, I really didn't think Jesus was it. Um, believed in God, but was really pretty anti-Jesus because I resented the fact that I needed somebody. Mm-hmm. I thought I was pretty good on my own and and if I wasn't good enough for God, then send me to hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I, I, when I moved, I decided a church was a good place to meet people. And so I start, went to a church and God just, I mean, the Holy spirit was there and working on me. And I was a tough case It was a whole, a year of being in church three times a week. And finally telling people just assumed I was a Christian, cause I was at church. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I, there's a few people I finally ended up kind of confiding in that this is, I don't really believe this. And for the first time I had people be very encouraging because when I was a teenager and would go to youth group, if someone found out, I would just be told I'm going to burn in hell. Um, mm. and, but to instead have people say, God is going to meet you. You're on the right track. Just keep searching. Mm. And so after a year of fighting, kicking and screaming and arguing and, um, just, he, uh, he, he just broke me. <laughs> and I just knew it was the truth. I mean, I, I actually, the day I, I finished the book of John was like, okay, like Jesus is, mm. he is God's son. He loves me. He sacrificed himself for me. I cannot be good enough. And so like, finally, you know, he'd been holding out his hands all this time. And finally yeah. I was like, okay, <laughs> I'll take him. I want ah. you. That is so wonderful. And, you know,
1: you heard us share about um, this contest that we're doing with the Pocket mm-hmm. Testament League, and that is the book of John. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that your your story is an, a perfect example of why we encourage people to give out the book of John, mm-hmm. because if you read that for yourself you know you have some decisions to make yeah. at that point and mm-hmm. that's what you have did
0: in your life so thank you so much for sharing that so roxy you said you and tom mcleod your husband you guys share the leadership of this does that mean you're a co-executive director then no,
2: I'm not a code executive director.
0: You're just the executive director?
2: I don't like responsibility. You don't like titles. Okay, all right, okay. But so, I do a lot of the work.
0: I'm sure you do. <laughs> all right, so we talked about the prayer breakfast that's coming up, but you got something else really cool coming up in August, this oh, Love yeah. Boldly campaign, yeah. the week of August 5th. Tell our audience about right. it because I think there's cities around the country they are going to go hey they're doing that in jacksonville and other idea. cities we should do that too <laughs> that's right so talk to us about love boldly we
2: do not just do events from the events we want them to spin into stuff that really makes a difference in people's lives and in our city and so love boldly week is um a way of adding some speed or adding some power to what we already have, a lot of churches and public schools have partnerships, encouraged by the public school board to have partnerships with faith-based, faith-based um, communities. And so we already have over 300 um, partnerships where school, uh, churches come alongside of schools and help in any way, from mentorship to just Uh, cafeteria um, monitoring, Mm -hmm. but all kinds of fun stuff. But we are um, taking it up a notch and we're going to encourage those churches that already have partnerships, plus everyone else who doesn't everyone else in our city to just love on our schools for a whole week, right before school starts. And you might think, Oh, but there's no kids. Why do it then? Oh, wait, (laughs) those teachers and those principals It will make a difference for the whole rest of the year for the children. Yeah. If those principals and teachers really feel loved and taken care of, it will make a difference. We believe in our whole city because a school is in a neighborhood and that is everybody. It touches everybody.
0: And they have tough jobs. I mean, teachers and administrators have tough jobs. They work with very tight budgets Mm -hmm. and they work in tougher environments today than ever before mm-hmm. they work with a lot of kids that don't have parental help at home and mm-hmm. so that they, they end up having to be parent and teacher and
2: yes they are uh, everything
0: yeah it's mm-hmm. it's a, it's a mm-hmm. tough job so coming alongside them is an incredible idea check out this whole idea online tjax.org forward slash love boldly maybe you could set it up to do it the week before school starts in mm-hmm. your area that mm-hmm. would be a great idea now you brought marcy N- nibalski do you actually say the d or not Either way. <laughs> okay, Marcy Needbalski with you from, you know, you guys both work together with intentionality to reach out to your neighborhoods, but Marcy, you're also the CEO of Editech Staffing. So, why don't you just give a plug in for what you're doing on a daily basis? Because I just did a plug for for T-Jack. So, what's Editech Staffing all about?
3: <laughs> okay. So, we are a editorial and technical staffing company um, based out of D.C. actually for, years and years, but now we have an office down here as well. And so we um, hire grant writers. So we're actually starting to work a lot with nonprofits in the area, uh, grant writers and editors and just content developers. And then also on the technical side, doing it stuff.
0: So you, you're writing grants for nonprofits, Christian nonprofits or any nonprofits? any
3: nonprofits?
0: Okay all right very good okay so let's talk about this conversation you guys wanted to make sure the conversation went towards hey we're living out intentionality with our neighborhood roxy why don't you tell yours and tom's story about why you live where you live and let's just get started there
2: okay well that was god's idea we did not choose to live where we live um but if you just be careful what you pray for okay Mm -hmm. let me warn you there because we said lord where should we pray we want to pray for our whole city but where specifically And he had us praying for some of our higher crime areas and more needy areas of our city. And when you pray, your heart goes out towards whatever you pray for. And that's guaranteed. So you be careful. If you don't love somebody, don't pray for them. If you don't (laughs) want to start loving them. So we um, fell in love with the North Side in general. And we started realizing God actually wanted us to live there, not just pray for it. And we do firmly believe that if you're letting your light shine anywhere, it needs to be where you are. And that might be if you spend 10, 12 hours a day at work, then your light better be shining there. I'm a stay-at-home mom and a homeschool. Where should my light be shining? In my neighborhood. My neighbors need to see the light. And so we just firmly believe that Before long. We were there five and a half years now. We've been living on the north side in a neighborhood called Pamela Park. And um, the hardest thing is not being a missionary, trying not to be that typical missionary. When I grew up overseas, I know how to be a missionary, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but just trying to keep my hands folded, my mouth shut and pray pray for our neighbors and now the lord is opening doors that he wants open not the doors i knocked down and that i felt oh well they need help here i'm gonna do this and so that's been a beautiful growing time for me to trust and wait and be patient on the lord and prepare the hearts for what he wants the way he wants it and when he wants it so wow big lessons there but the outcome has been excellent exciting. This week I met a new neighbor. They just moved in and they are Jehovah's Witness and they are the sweetest people in the world and my heart just like, "Oh, wow, I'm so glad I'm your neighbor and I I I'm going to try not to smother them with love, but <laughs> but that is what they're going to need and I'm just so excited."
1: That's excellent. So Marcy, how about for you? Tell us about your neighborhood situation and and how God has has warmed up your heart there.
3: Okay. So I, my um my pastor had given out a book a, a couple of years ago about how God has planted us where we are to literally love our literal neighbors. And it was a very exciting book and very inspiring, but it was a really big thing. And it was I didn't know where to start. It was more like a home church idea and you're, you know, you're meeting together and having three meals a week together and I have four children and I and I work and (laughs) I have a lot going on. And so it was rather overwhelming. And then actually I went to the prayer. I think it was a prayer break last year, last year. Mm -hmm. And the author of this book, the art of neighboring was the speaker and God had already been working on me in this. And I, um, I love to be out outdoors and I love my neighborhood. And so I had already met a lot of people in my neighborhood, but through that book, it was, it actually simplified everything. And it was Mm -hmm. basically like, just love people. And mm-hmm. almost without an agenda, like obviously we want a chance to share the gospel, but it's not about go up and preach the gospel to people. It was truly be Christ's hand and feet in your neighborhood and and know your neighbors and know what's going on with them and mm-hmm. care about them. And then, you know, you may earn the right to that or, or, or like Roxy was saying, your light's going to shine. People are going to see that and they're going to want that and, you know, be drawn and attracted to that. And so I do feel like it's going kind of slowly. I feel super inspired. And like, I know this is a direction that God has me going, but then this is I I feel Mm like, um, it's, it's the Holy spirit because it's not my personality, but I feel like God is, I am at a place of, I just want to see what he wants to do Mm. instead of trying to make something happen. And so where I am right now is trying to actually pretty far along in the process of identifying believers in the neighborhood. And I'm the, the. I kind of just have the next step. I keep saying like there's a puzzle and I only have like a couple pieces. And so I'm trying to put those together and then I think God will show me the next step, but mm-hmm. get together kind of a leadership team and just pray. Like I just want to, I don't want to talk like maybe five minutes of chit chat and then pray for 30 minutes. God, what are you doing? Where, where are you moving us to do here? Because I don't think there's a, and actually, we we're talking a little bit ago about um, radical and how he was saying they try to sort of centralize all this neighboring. And then we're like, what are we doing? Let people do, it. the Holy Spirit moves in different ways and different, mm-hmm. everybody's individual, every neighborhood's individual. And so let people do what the Holy Spirit's calling them to do and get out of the way. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I am is like, okay, for us, instead of trying to copy someone else's formula, for us, what do you want us to do?
1: Amen. Amen. That is so wonderful. And you know, one of the things um, we are really focusing on today is just this whole concept of, of neighborhood and loving our neighborhood. And and a lot of people, the very first step is just getting to know who their neighbors even are. We mm-hmm. live in a world where that, it, sadly, is a rarity. Um, so we want I want to let our listeners know that we're talking today with Roxy McLeod and Marcy Noboski and they are friends, prayer partners, and not living in the same areas, mm-hmm. but God is stirring in your hearts the same idea of of what god can do in your neighborhoods
0: how'd you guys become Mm -hmm. prayer partners then i mean if you don't live in the same neighborhoods how'd you meet
1: transformation
2: jacksonville Mm. is guilty again (laughs) 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 Um, at the very beginning stages of transformation Jacksonville, we're trying to set up um
3: what were we adopt a street Uh, uh,
2: yeah uh, we were again just like what you just said martha trying to help people get to know their neighbors Mm -hmm. and we've been doing that for years now and it's so exciting we and we had this one tool this is three or four tools ago and we needed database entry people who would put some stuff in for us and so we were desperate for some volunteers we went to different churches explaining some of the things we're doing and praying in different churches and marcy put checked that little box of all volunteer and i remember the day i called her and the very first time i talked to you i remember um you were like well let me just see if my husband will keep the kids and i'm thinking wow she's cool her husband will keep the kids i like this lady (laughs) she's got him well trained (laughs) and she was very available and she came and helped us it was so exciting and then we were pregnant at the
3: same time too. Anyway, yeah. Well, she was uh, like eight months pregnant. I was two months pregnant, so I didn't say I didn't. She didn't. I didn't even tell her.
0: You can find them online at tjax.org. We've highlighted a couple of their events. Martha, why don't you just bring them back over again? Tell well, sure.
1: Um, first of all, is the April 25th. It's actually the 15th annual Greater Jacksonville Prayer Breakfast. And one of the things that really um, is amazing about this event, I think, from the things that we've learned, Jim, is a lot of people hear about a prayer breakfast and they think, okay, it's speakers and and all of this, but. There's actually prayer mm-hmm. at the prayer breakfast mm-hmm. and I th- and very genuine prayer. And so this is um, from 7 to 9 a.m. on Thursday, April 25th, downtown Jacksonville. And they can learn all the details at tjax.org for sl- forward slash breakfast. But I love this um, tagline because it says helping the whole church take the whole gospel to the whole city. So figuring out what that is for Jacksonville and being a part of that, being a participant. So this is a great opportunity. And we just want to encourage people, whether they want to sponsor, attend, both, get people there. This is the, their opportunity. So check it out at tjax.org forward slash breakfast. And then you have the Let's Go Get Bold Week the week before school starts the week of August fifth here in Jacksonville and um, what a great opportunity to love on the administrators the teachers the schools where our that that make up our community mm-hmm. that are growing this next generation and how can um, encouragement being happening from everywhere from um, all of the staff all the way up to the principals so learn about that on tjax.org as well and it's forward the, slash love the boldly.
0: boldly all right. <laughs> Take on, right before the break, Martha, we are having a conversation with Roxanne McLeod and Marcy Nibalski. Nibalski. I want to make sure I say it right, (laughs) Nibalski. All right. I'm sorry. It's it's one of those ones that it's got to work on. Practice it. (laughs) Talking about living with intentionality in the neighborhood.
1: So this whole idea of even knowing our neighbors, for a lot of people, um, we've become a society where we have, we don't even have homes that make it. You know, very easy Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. see what's going on in our neighborhoods, let alone participate and get involved. And um, a lot of people go in their garage door and shut it if their garage isn't full of Mm -hmm. things and they have to park (laughs) in the street. You know, Um, if they actually do that, you know, they just are not um, connecting with people in the neighborhood yet that is our home. That is the, the area that we live within. And we've made that choice. So let's talk a little bit more about that, about how the Lord burdened both of you to even just start this conversation of what, it, what am I doing in my neighborhood and encourage our listeners with ways that they can get to know their neighbors. Mm-hmm. So you've got some resources to even help with that. That's right. But first of all,
2: I'll tell you the best resource. And it's what I've been doing this week. When the weather's perfect. That's when we have to be outside because at least then somebody will take a little longer to go from their car to the garage mm-hmm. before shutting the garage door because the weather's feeling, feeling good. You and live so in a neighborhood where people out. park
0: their cars in their oh, garage? No, 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 I don't. Okay. <laughs> her
2: example, I was just taking it <laughs> oh. from her example. In, in theory, but most people, of Florida does not use their garages. <laughs> in my neighborhood, people sit on their porch, often don't even have air conditioning or heating. So they'll be yeah. out on the porch on a really nice day for sure. And so... The more we get out, Marcy already mentioned she's an outdoor person. She likes mm-hmm. to be out, and that's how we get to know our neighbors better than any other way. But this week, it's been gorgeous weather, and I've been preparing a flower bed in front of my house. It has to be in front of my house. We have chickens and dogs in the yard they would ruin the flowers. So the flowers live outside Mm -hmm. the fence (laughs) on the road. So I'm sitting here practically in the road and anyone going by, cars will stop to say, hey I love your flowers or hey um, I'll do that for such and such money or anything. People will stop and say something because you don't always see somebody out there Mm -hmm. in the dirt. I love it. I love dirt and so it's perfect. I'm, I'm doing what I love to do plus I'm meeting my neighbors as they come by to me. And so just the more we are outside and available for our neighbors, the better God can connect us. There is also this awesome tool. If you must stay at your computer, you can still learn about your neighbors. And the tool is called blesseveryhome.com, I think. It's, I think well, it's
0: blesseveryhome.com dot or org org. If they
2: Google bless every home, or mm-hmm. well, they they'll probably find it.
0: The Google will. Know. But
2: the cool thing about it is, um, it will. It just uses white pages info. It's nothing, you know. It doesn't dig deep, but it will tell you the names of the people, at least who receives mail at all the homes around your house. It'll mm. also give you the option to um, have an email sent to yourself. So you don't even have to go into the app. It's an app or it's online. But the email can be sent to you. um, And you can have like five neighbors sent to your mailbox every morning for you to remember to pray for and even a suggested verse or prayer at the bottom. It's wonderful because you do get to know them. Then it takes you into the app. You can see the map exactly where their house is located. You can um, mark, I've prayed for this person, you know, each time you've prayed for them or if you've met them, you can mark that you've met them or if you've given them a gift or listened to some of their needs and prayed with them, you can mark that that a relationship is beginning and then if they've received the Lord and they're a believer and they're on board with you praying for other neighbors there's yet another way to mark that another mm. color you can turn them so it's very exciting i love bless every home dot, com. dot com. yes
0: you yeah. know what i love about what you said is something that martha and i have learned over the years is that if you're out front mm-hmm. washing cars is one of the other oh, greatest a one. Mm-hmm. washing cars because people always stop by hey can you wash my car mm-hmm. when you're done and, and then you mm-hmm. say sure just leave it here i'll take care and they like I blow them brain nah, well. <laughs> yeah. but it gives you a chance i mean being out front we we live in a neighborhood of 30 townhouses and we know yeah. every yeah. one of our neighbors mm. names and it is being out front because they, they <laughs> have back porches on everything mm-hmm. so but no front porch space mm-hmm. but if you're in your driveway working on something mm-hmm. like your like your car not working mm-hmm. on it but i don't know how to work on cars but doing something out front yeah. it gives yeah. you an opportunity to just start conversation with people and be I, and
2: outside I, be available and I
0: memorize names husbands and wives or the two people living no, together no the truth
1: is he memorizes their car he, <laughs> this what is they how drive. he works oh, they what drive he drives they drive and then that. he knows who the husband and her wife are that <laughs> are driving the car that's, great. <laughs> it, that's
0: great. what works for me what work, okay, that's so, right so Marcy what about you how are you you live in a different neighborhood than than Roxy how are you getting to know your neighbors what are some of the sneaky things you do to get to know
3: names? Uh, well, actually, the Bless Every Home, I do use that that app and that really helps, but mostly just really trying to, going out at different times to catch different people, um, mm-hmm. knocking on people's doors when we have new neighbors, trying to, if I can, bake brownies or cookies and get to meet them. I have four kids and I feel like they know everybody in the neighborhood because they were for a while always selling something and so they knew everybody. <laughs> like They could tell you who was nice and who wasn't. And, um, so they, they actually, in fact, whenever I tell people where we live, they're like, oh, you're the one who has the kids that are always out playing football in the front yard Uh, so kids really help yes Um, kids and dogs yeah people who walk
0: dogs that's another great way if you have the cutest dog in the neighborhood everybody Mm -hmm. will know you
1: we had neighbors that moved to a new neighborhood and that's exactly they had gotten a dog and she said i know all of my neighbors already because Mm -hmm. daisy attracts attention Mm -hmm. you
2: know and so it is a good way there is one (laughs) other way that we do get to know our neighbors each year we have a come together or block party that's something I, I want yes. Marcy to tell about her block party, but we do an annual get together because we have a wonderful city park in our neighborhood. And so um, we just try and get every. and that's the whole purpose to get the neighbors outside their house into right. the neighborhood and, and into the park and interacting. So we do fun things with our neighbors and in an annual thing and it's growing. It's really
3: exciting. So, um, so touch on your, on your uh, b- block party a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So, um, right before it was in December, we had a, we, they wouldn't let us block off the street. So it ended up being kind of a, just a neighborhood party sure. in our yard, but it was great. I think there's about 30 people came and a, I was able to make a lot of connections. That's actually where I met one new couple in the neighborhood. Who's one of our partners in in praying and, and leading that, or they're actually me hosting a game night coming up soon mm-hmm. so we're trying to host an event every every other month so and then taking out flyers tech, I'm getting people's phone numbers and emails and so we're I feel like loneliness is epidemic and oh, I, that, I agree. so really I mean my almost my first agenda is like get people connected help people no other people in the neighborhood we had a neighbor behind us who had an emergency um her the the grandma fell so we we were right there like i can take your kids do do they need dinner what do you need i mean how awful to have an emergency and and have nobody right Mm -hmm. and and we're uh, neighborhoods are full of that
1: Mm -hmm. because we just haven't made that connection and built that trust but yet How many people would be willing to step up if you just knew of what the need is? And that's a really great example. So what's the ultimate goal? We're having this conversation. We're talking about neighbors, loving on our neighbors um, with Roxy McLeod and Marcy Nielbalski. And you guys have become prayer partners. You're praying about this together. But what, why, why should people get to know their neighbors? I know you've touched on loneliness, a this couple of other you things. <laughs> Just remind our our guests or our Ro- listeners. Yeah, Roxy, I. tell
0: us. She's pointing <laughs> point to Marcy, you
2: know? so I'm in charge here. Ultimate Roxy, you answer the question.
1: The ultimate goal is
2: for me. I guess it's obedience to the Lord. Mm. Um, if if I have a secret that that will save lives, that will give hope where there's hopelessness, I'm terribly selfish to not want to share that Mm -hmm. and that is my goal is to at least in my neighborhood it's a very needy neighborhood and um there's so much hopelessness so much pain you can hear it if you're outside you can hear the pain there'll be people yelling or kids crying there's pain in my neighborhood and i i just i know there's hope i know i have the answer for that pain Mm -hmm. and i would feel awful if I just kept it to myself I have to let them know that that things can be different things can be better and the Lord loves them and there is salvation and there's a reason to live. There's a reason to lift your head up.
0: Well, and you said there's pain in your neighborhood. I mean, you live in a neighborhood where it may be more obvious that there's pain, mm. but in every it's neighborhood, everywhere. it's mm-hmm. everywhere. Just some people it have is. the ability to mask it because they can live behind closed doors yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and they got air conditioners. And I mean, yeah. it's But there's pain, a lot of pain mm-hmm. all over the place. Marcy, mm-hmm. what about you? Why? So
3: obviously... Ultimately, we would love for everyone to get saved. But I feel like a big shift in the way I've been thinking about it was because I was thinking, how can I present the gospel? And Roxy has done um, Alpha, mm-hmm. which is great. I mean, it's a wonderful in thing. home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But where I am now is I want them to be attracted to Christ. And, and as I think about my own story and how I was so turned off toward Jesus for so, so many years, And then really, I feel like what really truly made the difference was not some great sermon. It was hanging out with people who love Jesus, who I thought were really neat people. (laughs) And that's what I want. That's what I hope people see is they they see us, you know, four couples and say, they've got something I want. And they see us intentionally loving them, loving Mm -hmm. others, connecting. I'm not trying to connect everybody to me. I'm trying to connect people to each other Mm -hmm. to create this community. But I really believe through that, I mean, There is something attractive. I mean, Christ is so attractive. And if we can model that, if we can show them that's what's different about us, that's our our motivation, I think that, to Mm -hmm. me, that is what is going to draw people ultimately
0: to the Lord. Well, and really what you guys are saying is that if a Jesus follower is living out their faith wherever they are, the people around them are going to be benefiting mm-hmm. because of that Jesus follower living out their faith and the Holy Spirit in that person, everybody's going to be benefiting whether they're believers or not. Mm-hmm. They're going to, there's a there's a benefit to being connected to somebody who's connected to Christ, but then you can have them get that direct connection. You're listening to Our Work from as we're being hosted today by Transformation Jacksonville. I have a hard time getting that out today. I don't know why, but we are in Jacksonville, Florida. We got Roxy McCloud. Here from Transformation Jacksonville. Love for you to check them out online. Tjax.org tjax.org if you're here in the greater jacksonville first coast area there's a prayer breakfast coming up on the 25th of april would love for you to get involved in you and a bunch of your pre-christian friends bring them to have them experience the power of god and unity in the body of christ at the prayer breakfast the 25th of april at the hyatt regency downtown jacksonville check it out online tjax.org forward slash breakfast okay we've got in studio we've got Roxy McLeod and we got Marcy Nibalski from Editech Staffing. All right. I want to talk about this whole, well, well, Roxy, before I get to my question, you wanted to make sure that people really understood who their neighbor was. Jesus had a parable about this and it had nothing to do with his neighborhood. Yours is along the same (laughs) line.
2: Yeah. it, It just so happens. I am at home more hours than anywhere else. So when I'm at home, my neighbors are obviously those people who live in the houses next to my house. However, so many in our culture today our waking hours are not spent in our house or anywhere near our house it's somewhere else in our workplace it could be in a school it could be in the work um area wherever you are working wherever you're spending your waking hours that is where your neighbors are you just open your eyes look around see who god wants you to love and, and he did not make a mistake. He did not put that person next to you in the cubicle next to you by mistake. Mm-hmm. There is a reason he put that person there. And even if they may not be lovable, he needs you to help to love on them and at least pray for them. And then your heart will change. Then you'll love them yourself. And, you know, then it's. All good from there.
1: And it really goes back to Jim. What we have on our website, I work for about the, I work for him nation and starting with making that commitment to pray for our coworkers mm-hmm. and employees mm-hmm. every day. And it, you know really you could say praying for my neighbors well, whatever so those people that those, we work
0: alongside right which may be our neighbors maybe
1: be your neighbors and so um but i believe that it is it would behoove all of us to pay attention mm-hmm. to who our our neighborhood neighbors are mm-hmm. because they're the ones that we're we're sleeping you know Sometimes you know 10 20 feet yeah, away from that. that and for us and we, we share a wall we sleep like do we, we have a townhouse like, so it's like, like you two know feet from right our neighbor's next to Right? you think about that and so ah. and so um, making this paradigm shift that mm-hmm. you know who are the people that were were pa- passing in the street getting to the mm-hmm. mailbox going and picking mm-hmm. up the newspaper and getting to really know who they are and what their hurts and and pains are mm-hmm. that we hear in their life so i thank you for that encouragement and i hope our listeners just Think about that. Who is it that I'm rubbing shoulders with and getting to, need to get to know in a in a better way and get love on them?
2: And, and it takes time, too.
0: You said you've been in your neighborhood for five and a half five years? Five and
1: a half years. And
0: it takes time.
2: Yes, it does. I mean, how many
0: of your neighbors do you think you know at this point in time? How many different houses do you have?
2: I could probably name the names of the people in... About a hundred houses in okay. my neighborhood, but I know that's very unusual. But it's because I've been using Bless Every Home. I was just going to say, and it gives me out. their names, and then if if I can at least, you know, have you connect met and, all? I've of met those? that many. Okay, yeah, right, so, Marcy, what about just, you
0: in your neighborhood?
3: Mm. I would say maybe 30. Okay. Mm
0: -hmm. 30 different houses. Yeah. I mean, and those are huge numbers. Most people don't know the people that live behind Mm -hmm. them. But that's because we've been intentional
2: for quite some time. Right. But it takes, it can be done.
0: The point of what I was saying is that it takes time Mm -hmm. to get to know your neighbors Mm -hmm. and neighbors switch. People move. Mm -hmm. And some of those houses are rentals. And so the people move in and out all the time. And, Mm -hmm. and, but, but you can really change the culture of a neighborhood. When one person starts loving on neighbors, it impacts a whole neighborhood. yes, It'll change. All right. You guys are both. At women, which that seems to be obvious, and one of the things that we have we really love to highlight on I work for him is just how are you dealing with this whole Wonder Woman complex? This this complex that seems to plague every woman wanting to be the best wife, the best mom, the best. You're an executive of a, of a staffing firm. You're you're an executive within transformational leadership, transformation Jacksonville. Excuse me, transformation Jacksonville. How do you? How do, you, how do you manage all that? And how do you manage that that inner thing that wants you to be perfect at everything, but you can't be? Marcy.
3: So I am a very achievement-oriented person and I have a high capacity. I do. I mean, I'm able to do a lot of things. Um, and I, I actually, in addition to the staffing company, I have three other... Gigs, I guess, I do that. that <laughs> I knew. Not to mention my four children. And, but God has made it really clear to me, my three oldest children are adopted from foster care and they have just, they're wonderful children, but they have a high, they have higher needs. And so God spoke to me a couple of years ago, made it clear that I'm not to go back to work outside the home full time until after they're gone. So I work from home part time. It's amazing. Total gift from God that I could have a job. I mean, who gets to do that? I mean, it's a miracle. Um, but I'm pretty busy and I really try to get a lot of things done during the day before my kids come home. However, I had kind of, and I thought I was doing really well. And I asked my kids a couple of weeks ago, I asked my daughters, how do you want to be like me when you grow up? And how do you want to be different? And I asked my sons, how do you want your wife to be like me? And how do you want your wife to be different? And three of my four kids said, I want to work less or I want my wife to work less. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> here I thought I was nailing it. Um, <laughs> and so it's, it is hard because I feel like even with as hard as I try try to, I I don't want my kids to see me on my phone. I don't want my kids to see me, you know, slinking off to the office to answer some emails. And yet I have a a staff that I'm also responsible for and contractors that I'm responsible for and a board that I report to. And so I think it's always a tightrope. It's, and I think it's, it's, it's very hard to not err one way or the other. And I probably honestly go back and forth this right is just now. Sure. Thing is
0: what <laughs> you're and flow. <laughs>
3: yeah. And right now I'm probably, because I'm so sensitive to that. Now I'm more like this, this week is spring break. I told, I said, I will answer emails, but I am not working. Like I'll, I'll be responsible or responsive and available, but I'm not doing projects because I'm very focused on that right now. But next week I'll probably be like, I have so much work to do to catch up. Catch up. Yep. <laughs> Sorry kids. Um, so it's, it's hard, but I feel so blessed. I feel like God has really u- uniquely put me in a position where he has given me good work to do, exciting work to do, and the ability to do it, but also be able to work that around m- my kids.
1: Excellent. And Roxy, how about for you? Do you struggle at all with this Wonder Woman Oh gosh, complex? yes. Oh yes, I'm the best
2: codependent in the world and I'm I'm always there to fix everything. But um, something Marcy left out is I think I am so encouraged when I meet with her each week to pray with her. And I think that's where we find the answer to your question, Jim, that how do you deal with Wonder Woman? Well, we check each other. We make sure each other is in the word. Mm -hmm. And if we're listening from God, he's always telling us sit, rest, wait. You know, Mm -hmm. he's never saying hurry move faster, get more done. He's never saying that if you read the Bible, mm-hmm. he's always saying, Hey, listen, spend a little time here, mm-hmm. calm, peace. <laughs> and when we encourage each other to stay in the Bible, when we encourage each other to really do things at his speed, I think that helps with the balance. I've watched it help Marcy and me both. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think
0: there's,
1: there's something important about that. What do you guys do? Go ahead, Martha. So give us a peek into your time together, because I think a lot of people, they don't need, they wouldn't even know where to start. And yet you're saying with your very busy schedules, you are making a priority, getting together to pray and, um, help us to just get a, get a peek into that so we can see for ourselves.
3: Okay. So we meet every other Tuesday and we either meet at my house or the library downtown and, um, we pray through, um, acts. So adoration, confession, Thanksgiving and supplication application. And like Roxy said, this started off praying for our children and that still is a priority, focus. but mm-hmm. when we, we pray about whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we do talk uh, a lot, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we make sure we pray and, mm-hmm. and we, you know, we are there to pray. Now things happen when, when one of these big events is coming up, Roxy gets tied up. Sometimes things are wrong with work where I can't make it. I really try to make it a priority because mm-hmm. I need it. I realized that about myself. Um, I, sometimes I feel guilty that I take time for something like this for me, but I'm a better mom. I'm a better Mm -hmm. worker when I have this, this foundation. Mm -hmm. Um, but we sometimes, so sometimes it's a phone call as we're going, Mm -hmm. but we really make it a priority. And so we actually, what we didn't get to is we were neighbors soon after we met. So we, that's where I think we started to become closer friends. Mm -hmm. But even though right now we live fairly, you know, kind of far apart, 20, 25 minutes minutes apart. Um, but we still, this relationship and this time together is such a priority Mm -hmm. that we have made it work. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And God uses it to mold us and we get to watch him answer so many prayers Mm -hmm. when we pray together for specific requests. You know, you
0: guys have five kids between the two of you. How are you guys making sure that those kids know that they're not the number one priority in your life, that your marriage is more important than your kids? What are you guys doing intentionally to make sure they know that your husband's more important than them and your marriage is more important than them?
3: Sometimes I tell him. <laughs> remind them. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that you know that, that I love you, but I love Daddy more, and we're gonna. So we do. We try to do date nights. We don't do it every week, but maybe every other. And my 15 year old son was like, I want to see that movie, and well, maybe another time. But this is time for me and Daddy. And he's like, I can sit a different row. No, no. this is time for me and Daddy. <laughs> nice,
0: nice try though, yeah. Roxy. What about you, real quick?
3: Um, the first
2: thing that came to my mind when you asked that question is Tom and I always try to show affection toward each other in front. Of her, and oh my goodness, it's so fun to watch her reaction. We just have a daughter, she's eight, but she cannot stand it if we're hugging or kissing. Right, it makes <laughs> she kids will uncomfortable. come right, but no, she will come right in between us, she wants to be part of it.
0: Roxy McLeod and Marcy Nabalski, thank you so much for being on I Work For Him today. Thank you. Make sure you check out Transformation Jacksonville online, tjax.org. Check out their, the prayer breakfast coming up on the 25th of April. And Love Boldly Week, the week of August 5th, or the week before school starts, tjax.org. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, our workplace. It's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work For Him. him.